Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here on a Saturday. Hope you're all doing well. Looks like they got the usual Saturday stuff. Studying the lines for my show, hanging with the kids. I have a feeling Gage is going to drag me to a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. He's into the, he's into that now. Went from Pokemon to Yu-Gi-Oh. We'll see what happens in the future. Hey, I was thinking about smart villains. I saw an article from Role Playing. I get John Ford's Role Playing Tips in my email about once a week, and he was talking about. He says that now that in, in fifth edition, since the players have all sorts of detecting things, and they got a lot more, you know things to do the villain should be played accordingly in other words they got up their game a bit anywho i think that's a rather good rule of thumb for any game no matter what edition playing villain smart but sometimes playing your villain smarter now i'm not trying to take away from anything the pcs do because player characters can be awfully clever sometimes it's just, I, I just, you know, trying to give them the run for their money, if you know what I mean. And he talks about intel gathering and things like that. And first thing I think of is a murder mystery. The reason being that you can really show off your villain on that. If you have a murder mystery and whoever did the deed is rather clever. If you got like a Professor Moriarty type, it'd be very, very interesting and keep the keep the PCs on their toes and things like that. Now, making a murder mystery is it's not hard, but it ain't easy, but it ain't hard. Let me put it that way. It's somewhere in the middle. You just gotta know how to manage the clues. Like a lot of people like the gumshoe system, which I've sorry, sorry to say, Colin, I have yet to look at even though i got the srd sitting on my hard disk but i just it it looks like a good system and it'll probably help and here's a few tips about a murder mystery one start with the ending start with start with a crime i mean not the ending the ending is catching the guy or whoever it is start with a crime and work backwards crime has been committed how has it been committed and therein lies the the thing for your villain, how should a villain plan this? Assuming it was, assuming it was premeditated, which they practically all always are. So, you take the crime, and how was the crime committed? Okay, that method right there. And how? Okay, two things. How are the crime committed, and how is the parties who do it going to deflect, cover it up? pull people off the trail, things like that. That and the clues are the two most important things because, you know, something's just going to lie there. I mean, if something's just going to, you know, the crime's been committed and, you know, the villains are just going to stand around waiting to get caught, that doesn't work. So what you want to do is figure out how the crime was committed. For instance, when I did a murder mystery in in, uh, Kyre Dune, part of the uh, cattle drive, thing. I figured out who was going to die and how they were going to die. And what method they were they were going to be shot, stabbed, magic, 
poisoned, whatever. Okay, they were going to be stabbed. How are they going to be stabbed? What's going to happen to create the circumstances where they can be killed and nobody knows who did it? So I figured that out, and that gave me the basis right there to base the clues on. Now, that's fine and good, but then you know, take that and either figure out what the perpetrator is going to do to keep from getting caught or discovered, or maybe they're smart enough to have contingency plans for what if, if case somebody, you know, gets some kind of, like if Sherlock Holmes is on the case, they're going to have contingency plans, hopefully, especially if it's Moriarty. But you that really gives you a really clever villain, and it keeps the PCs on their toes. So... So, like I said, just keep working backward. Plot the clue. There's nothing wrong with a simple plot like an outline. But if you want to twist it a little, maybe how did how did the, this perpetrator get to to where the person was? What did they do to do to do it? Did they get somebody else to do it for them? Did they have henchmen? Do they have people spying to see what the PCs are made of? If if they're doing any or they maybe have moles in law enforcement or something like that, maybe somebody at the sheriff's department is secretly working for the bad guys and telling them, oh well, he's going to do. This. They're going, you know, the the jewels are, the jewels are going to be in the safe. This this this. You got one guard. You got to make have to get rid of him. That kind of thing. So that's a good thing. The uh, villain who does his intel does his homework, and a lot of times. Players aren't expecting that. It's, it just seems sometimes that, you know, if you got a villain who always seems to have, you know, they're one step ahead of them, that's when the PCs have to start thinking about, okay, we got this guy, he's clever, let's see his pattern, what he's doing, and things like that, and maybe we can anticipate him, or something like that. Because as far as I'm concerned, there is no such thing as a perfect crime. So you can you can add the clues in there. Sometimes the clues are blatant. Sometimes you have to figure it out. The, the, you know you know what gets me about the clues is I lay out clues, okay? And I make sure they get at least three chances to get the clues. And that's no problem. But also, I don't know why I don't do this. You should put the clues in the NPCs because I a lot of players, of course, there's players that take notes. There's a lot of players that take notes out there. But... Can they put two and two together? In other words, if a P- NPC mentions something at the beginning, that doesn't seem very pertinent, but it becomes pertinent during the course of the investigation. I mean, this doesn't even go for murder mysteries. This go for any kind of investigative thing that you're doing, trying to find a jewel, trying to find where the old man was taken when he was kidnapped, things like that. You just they listen and think. If you can throw the clues into the NPCs, that's even better. But you got to be careful on that, too. Because sometimes, I hate to say this, and I don't mean it for everybody. I mean, I don't mean it, I'm not trying to, to belittle this. Sometimes, players can be a little thick. That's why I give them three chances to figure out, to find the clues. Now, if they're going to be finding clues like an envelope or a cigarette butt or something like that, that's one thing. But when they're talking to NPCs, they really should be paying attention to what they're saying. Because I can lace conversation with, you know, just anything from real subtle things if you work on it 
to like blatant red flags that some people don't get. My Gangbusters game, for instance, when I play tested it, one of the guys who knew the hero, and it was the hero was dating his the hero was dating his sister. And he was almost part of the family. He knew when the when the train when the manager came in at the wrong time, he knew he wasn't supposed to be there. And also he said something to him that only a couple of people knew about a certain thing. A couple of people and people knew. And he just went bat crazy, shoved him up against the wall and said, Where are they holding my sister? It was beautiful because he he listened, he knew what was going on, he listened, and he listened for the clues. He knew, I, I love the characters when they get a gut feeling that something's wrong, something's out of place. So, that I know, I know it's really subtle, but you can do it by either the physical clues or especially with the NPCs. I love using NPCs in this case of, of a mystery, because like I said, it doesn't have to be a murder mystery or anything, just a mystery, a quest, whatever. If you pay attention, you will understand. So that's my words of wisdom for today. I'm going to go start my day. So if you want to talk to me about this, go ahead and drop me a voicemail at Anchor, or you can drop me an email at oldmangrognard at gmail.com. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can support this program, and that would be great. Okay, then. Well, it is time to start it. And so, until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. (laughs) 